my waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearall, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And today we have a wonderful guest, Catherine Jigaday, is here visiting us from England, which is so awesome. And we're going to be talking about... COVID-19 and the effects of COVID-19 on humanity, Um, you know, it's affected the world. So this is a subject and we're going to talk about the kids and the masks and and the whole thing. And so this is a really good show to share with your friends, but I'm going to do something a little bit different today. And this is uh, mostly because I've decided to do the show to help humanity. I feel like I need to say something. And so Uh, At the beginning of each show now, I'm going to say, what is the state of humanity? And I'm going to bring something up that's going on in the world. And today I'm going to bring up human trafficking because I um, just Googled it. And crazy, you know, you, you, you Google human trafficking. And guess what I pulled up this morning, you guys? This is absolutely crazy. So I'm going to just share this with you. Um, this one is the headlines from CNN. Spa raids in resort towns spark outrage over Mexican, Mexico's human trafficking problem. And listen to this in Cancun. I've been to Cancun and I know a lot of you guys have. And it says it was unusual scene, especially for two Mexican cities known for more beaches and tourism. We we want justice, shouted dozens of people gathered at dawn outside a state courthouse in the beach resort of Cancun on Thursday last week. The crowd, mostly activists, students, and human rights attorneys, was pleasantly surprised when their numbers increased by the arrival of members of a bikers club. Several hours later, the same protesters showed up at another state courthouse in the nearby beach resort of Playa del Carmen, chanting the same message and adding another one, no more impunity. In both cases, judges would hear evidence about the state's biggest human trafficking raid in years, involving women from as far as Argentina and Germany who were allegedly tricked into working as prostitutes. That was the first one I pulled up, which just kind of blew my mind. And I want to make people aware of what's going on here. Another one I pulled up, and this will be, I'll make this brief, but this is out of West Palm Beach, Florida. Now this man, I'm going to show his picture. How do you like that on YouTube? And um, this, this is another one. And he was arrested in West Palm for trafficking 15 year old girls. Here we are. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office arrested 23-year-old Sheridan Tyler Edgar on two counts of human trafficking and two counts of lewd and and lascivious battery. Investigators met with the two alleged victims who said Edgar offered them things of value in exchange for sex. Then I pull this up. As the global economy melts down, human human trafficking is booming. And I won't go on and read this one, but I'll tell you what, you guys, pay attention to what's going on with your kids, with your grandkids. Um, This stuff is really, really scary. It's out there. It's coming out. I think it's been going on for a long time. And I want to make people aware of what's happening. So there you have it. That's my, um, what's the state of humanity right now? It's not so good. Now, I want to bring on a lovely lady. Her name is Catherine Jagaday, and she's a British television presenter. She's an author with a background in science. She was first introduced to metaphysics as a teenager by her mother, a former yoga teacher and education specialist. She's developed a penetrating and enduring fondness for the self-empowering teachers' teachings of Neville Goddard, which I'm going to ask her about that today. And she remains just as steadfast devoted to spreading his message today. Now, after postgraduate research at Oxford, Kate moved to Switzerland to work at the World Health Organization, where she developed educational resources for rural communities in sub-Saharan Africa. In addition to her academic science career, Kate has worked with the BBC Science Unit and BBC Radio Oxford. She's also presented two science series aimed at young adults for Channel 4 in the UK, earning a BAFTA nomination, and she lives in London. And welcome! The High Road to Humanity today from England. Thank you, Nancy. It's always great to talk to you. I love your energy and the energy of the show. So I watch when I'm not on as well. <laughs> oh, good. 
bless you. Thank you. Well, I've, been having a, I've been having fun, but I, I really wanted to talk about what's going on, and I'm so glad you're here today. Um, we're going to talk about COVID and the effects of COVID, but before we do, what's going on with you? What kind of work are you doing right now? So um, I'm building my business and it, it kind of feels weird to say that it's a natural progression. So when I, when people first knew about me, ran about the publication of my book um, and knew that I was into Neville and like the way that I, you know, my spin that I put on his teachings and the way that I did things, they would reach out to me with questions. And I got into a state where I was answering questions all day up until sort of three and four in the morning, sort of neck cramped over tears streaming on my face because there's this need this great need right. and so I thought you know this is not a really good use of my time I have to be respectful of myself as well and this information right. and so what I decided to do was formalize the way that I worked with people so I offer specific kind of coaching and that kind of thing so I had oh. developed my own uh, set of techniques and methods and I teach those on a one-to-one -one basis cool. and I was a little bit you know, nervous, I suppose, about making that, that transition, but I got the website, I put it up, and I was inundated with, with booking. So that's been absolutely oh, fantastic. Wow. Wow. And it's been a learning curve. At first, I offered email, and that hasn't worked. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's just the Zoom consultations, whether audio or, vis or video. Right. And, and people are responding that it's making a well, huge difference. They're, they're seeing results. Well, how do they get in touch with you if they want to do have a session with you? How do they find you? Yeah, so they can book via my website, kategale.com. And I can send that to you um, if you want um, yes. the link to the website yes. of the show. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I that's what I do mostly. And then I get contacted by different organizations that I've worked with. So I've worked with the police in the UK okay. and, and I'm going to be working with a, a team that are doing some research with UNESCO in September. And wow. that's just on a consultancy basis. Right. So they're looking at um, recovery from the dehumanizing effects of slavery and how do people recover and not only recover, but thrive. And so it's really flattering that people see what I do and see that I can make a, contrib a contribution to their research. So that's really exciting. I had meetings with the team earlier on, with the team director and the lead. And so I'm brought on, I get brought on board um, in right. September. So, so there's a lot going on. <laughs> so you're gonna be dealing with what I'm just talking about, the human trafficking. Right. Yeah, it, absolutely. Because I mean, obviously we have the history of slavery and all of that, but right. there is still, there are still the estimated over 6 million people are living in slavery right now right. and a huge proportion of those people have been trafficked so it's right. a, a tremendous problem and it's really um timely and important and crucial i think that you are raising awareness and helping people to become aware of it yeah because i don't think i mean i haven't been aware of it up until the last few months i think and trump has brought it out into the public i did not realize it was such a bad thing but then as you start to research and realize they, this has been going on for years mm -hmm. absolutely and, a and long time this, yeah absolutely and, and you forget that there's this very powerful current that runs the kind of this underbelly of society in cultures all over the world people are getting on with their day-to-day -day lives but you forget that they're um it's sort of underneath everything there's this sort of terrible thing going on this exploitation of people and it really has to stop well yeah and you know i i just want to say this because uh, and my husband and i watched a movie this weekend and it was a girl who had gone to the bar she was she was getting married and it was her bachelorette party and she was there and some guy kind of shady guy approached her and she was like you know kind of snotty to him Next thing you know, they abducted her and she was gone, mm -hmm. you know, and that, and it was a movie. Yes. But I'm, these things happen and, you know, yeah. young girls really have to pay attention to what's going on and we really have to watch our children even more than we ever did. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that people need to be aware of as well is that uh, criminal organizations are developing just as the rest of society is developing. As we in enjoy technological advancement, mm. this enables them to become a lot more sophisticated in the way they do things. Once upon a time, it was you send a dodgy email of models wanted or whatever, and some young starry-eyed girl was, would go and, and it would not be what she was expecting and right. the family may never see them again. But right. now it's slick websites and all sorts of things um, and, and photo shoots and all of that. And before they know it, they've been caught up in something they weren't expecting so it's absolutely essential that people understand and don't kind of have the old models and ideas in their mind about how these things operate 
Right. No, it's it's really crazy. Hey, listen, we've got a lot to talk about today about the COVID nineteen, and um, even though the human trafficking is a is a really important subject, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about like what is going on. It seems like the effects of COVID nineteen on humanity. Um, has gone both ways. I mean, in one respect, people are staying home and they're getting closer to the families and they're playing games and they're taking walks. But then on the other side, people are lonely and they're committed suicide. And what's your take on this, Catherine? It's interesting to see um, how COVID-19 in the situation, the lockdown has exacerbated such a wealth of problems. So there are people with mental health issues, people who um, perhaps have families that they wouldn't necessarily want to be on lockdown with. And that sort of thing, it, it's really shone a light on problems that exist. So where um, a person is a member of a family that functions well, people who are in more difficult situations in environments that are not necessarily healthy are finding that um, it's more difficult than ever uh, to just cope day to day and to exist. And I think one of the things that's really happening is that we're seeing as a society that there is a a big mixture of experiences coming out of this. And what we want to do is look at how we can come together and to support each other, no matter our our condition or situation. Right. Right. Hey, listen, we got to go to commercial break here. You guys, I'm here today with Catherine Jagaday. She's joining me from England. We are discussing uh, the effects of COVID-19 and we're talking about human trafficking, which I think is really important. Um, This is Nancy Arrell. This is High Road to Humanity and we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Kate. Can I call you Kate? Yeah, that's my preferred call you name. Kate. <laughs> Catherine. Catherine, thanks for joining us. What's it like in England right now? I mean, I'll ask you, you know, I know it's, here we wear masks and people are angry about the mask and, and they're frustrated and they're getting tired of being stuck in the house and the sports are not going to happen. I mean, what's, so people are getting frustrated here. What do you see happening there? It's really interesting. In contrast, you see sort of two camps. So um, generally people are trying to comply because they want this thing over and done with. And if the government is telling us just wear masks and it it goes away, um, the vast majority of people want to wear masks. Then there are much younger people, teenagers and things like that, who want to party and hang out with their friends and who perhaps don't want to wear masks. I think it's encouraging that you go into supermarkets and places like that and everybody has a mask. Right, right. Right. Well, and, and it's weird. I mean, you know, I don't know, some of these social gatherings, I just wonder how, 
you see a lot of social gatherings where they are not social distancing and people are not catching this. Then you see, um, you know, people who are wearing the mask in the hospitals, in the facilities, you know, if you have to go to the doctor that are wearing them and it seems to be helping. I don't know. It's kind of a toss up on this, isn't it? Um, absolutely. Um, it, it's really funny how, I think it, it's kind of being left to people's own judgment. I think yeah. for some people, they want to feel that it's not happening anymore. Right. And so they're not going to wear the mask. And then you hear the numbers spike again. So it's really a question of people really getting comfortable with their own decision-making power. And what to do. Yeah, exactly. And I pulled something up here and I'll just, I'll grab it about wearing the mask. Um, and this came from, um, well, and it says, this is saying that both the Centers for Disease Control Prevention, this is the CDC and the World Health Organization now recommend cloth masks for the general public. But earlier in the pandemic, of course, both organizations recommended just the opposite. So and now it says these shifting guidelines may be um, solved confusion. And that's what the confusion I think is because in the beginning they said you don't need one and now they say you do but then people say unless it's a really good one it doesn't protect um you know i think more than anything if it, if we could just uh, social distance from the elderly because i think it's the elderly that are really at risk yeah absolutely i think if we just keep in mind why we're doing it um and we act responsibly uh, that's really the best way forward There's, there is a feeling of sort of making it up as they're going along coming from the leadership on this you don't really yeah. feel that anybody really knows what they're doing or what they're talking about um and then there's a whole question that you say how do you know whether the mask works or not so it's quite right. difficult it's quite difficult but just bear in mind that keep your distance and um use your best judgment Right. Kate, what do you think about all these conspiracy theories, you know, that this was a man-made, that this was done on purpose? What do you think about that? I personally feel that we haven't been given all the information, just on what I know from science and the way that uh, pathogens are transmitted from animals to human beings. I'm not confident that the information we were given about the origins of this, this particular pathogen and the right. way it was transmitted is complete. Well, and I agree with that. And I pulled some information um, about that. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. It says more than 200 countries, regions have reported confirmed COVID-19 across um, the world. And it's just amazing. And then there was another thing that I looked at, well, and then it talks about how it, it, it got transmitted to begin with, um, you know, over in China. And it's just some scary stuff. You know, I, I want to read really quick uh, an economic uh, what it's done economically, the effects of uh, COVID-19. And I pulled this up and it says, forecast globally, economic growth is down from 3% to 2.4%. And to put this number into perspective, global GDP was estimated at around $86.6 trillion in 2019, meaning that just a 0.4% of a drop in economic growth amounts to 3.5 trillion US dollars in lost economic output. And that's from uh, Statista on June 26, 2020. So it's just killing. What's it doing over in England? Um, it, it's, it's interesting. We're such a small country compared to the United States. So the yeah. impact isn't going to be as large. And there has been a lot of government help and support. Right. So we haven't heard the kind of horror stories like um, mass evictions or people facing the prospect of living in their cars. Right. Certainly people are affected negatively people are losing their jobs but for some reason that's not the lead story in the news so it's hard to gauge you can only really go through your own experience so as I walk through the village where where I live um, I see that a lot of stores including our main village supermarket has closed down oh, so wow. it definitely is having an impact there are only a couple of stores that remain and it's really kind of what's going to happen now it's a ghost town we have to sort of get in the car and go further away to do shopping and things like that right. so it definitely is having an, an effect but you don't get a sense of that on the street you don't get a sense that people are weighed down financially or that they're necessarily terrified it might just be me where I am you know I'm in a bubble right, I don't right. know Right. But I, I don't don't know that it's having the impact that it's having in a place like the United States. Yeah, and it is. Well, and here's the thing. Here's what's happening that I see here in the United States is that everybody's ordering their food from the from the big stores, you know, 
Sam's Club, Costco, the larger, you know, stores or even Walmart, Mm -hmm. for example, and they pick them up or they go in, but the smaller stores are closed. Just like you said, the mom and pop stores are closed. So the big box stores, and it was even on the news, I think this last week that, um, you know, Sam's Club and Costco and Amazon and all these different places that are huge have gotten even huger because- Mm -hmm everybody is buying, you know, it's so easy to go onto Amazon and order your groceries or go to the big pet store and order, you know, all your, your stuff. And, and it comes and it's like here immediately, you know, I ordered coffee from Sam's club and it was here the next day. Mm. So it's gotten so convenient. It's like the big stores are taking over and the little stores have just gone by the wayside. And so the same thing with the restaurants here. Um, a lot of the restaurants are closed. You can only go like drive through here. Can you do that there? What's it like there in England? Do you have to? Yeah. So we have a recent initiative where um, our chancellor, I guess, would be your treasury secretary or something. Right. Um, he's trying to get people back out onto the high street and eating in restaurants and places again. Okay. So the, he does this thing where they pay part of the bill if you go and eat out. So they're, oh, wow. they're really trying. But people are finding that um, the experience is a bit weird. You know, you have to social yeah. distance. And there's these plastic screens. So it's not quite the social experience that you want but I think they're, they're figuring it out and they're looking for a way to really save restaurants and it's so sad to see people losing their livelihoods in that way um, and I hope we figure it out. Well no I do too and um, you know I, I pulled something up from the Mayo Clinic talking about stress management and um, we'll talk about this a little bit too um, you know what we can do spiritually I had written that down um, about the COVID but it says I'll read a couple things here really quick from the Mayo Clinic it says feel a sense of purpose cultivate your spirituality may help uncover what's most meaningful in your life and I think that's something that we've all kind of you know realized staying home you know we started to become more spiritual I, I don't think that was a mistake I think this happened for a reason Absolutely. And, and we went through a time where, like you say, Amazon and all of this, we could have anything we want. I'm, I myself was guilty of it. I would just sometimes, yeah. if I didn't really have much to do, I'm just shopping online and not really thinking about the fact that this is kind of consumerism run amok. But everybody's having to think about finances now and you can prioritize that. What do I need? What's important? You can make more important decisions about what helps the planet and what hurts it. So I don't think it was um, accidental. I think it was very a very necessary adjustment. And it's really important that we focus now um, on what's important for all of us as a global community. Yeah, and, I, and the spiritual part of it, we'll talk about that a little bit more. I wanted to mention schools um, reopening because every state here in the United States is doing something different and it's just been crazy. And the kids have been at home and it's driving the parents nuts nuts. I know that because I've talked to my daughters and she loves her, you know, I love my grandkids and she loves her kids, but it's just too much. And so some of the schools are opening, some are opening part of the time, some are doing online. Um, What do you see happening over there? What's going on there? So it's been quite interesting. Um, the my sister's children they were going to school one day a week and that seems to have dried up they were doing things online and trying to kind of gauge what's happening but with parts of the country seeing a rising cases they've gone into complete closure again right. so like you say on a much smaller scale we're having this kind of inconsistency across the board so i think it i believe that the government has said okay we'll leave it until september but they're tr- trying to really um help parents get into a mindset that the kids are going to be safe, for instance, children are, are not mandated to wear masks anywhere in any space. So okay. I think that's part of the conditioning of helping people to understand that, no, it's going to be perfectly safe to send them back in September. Well, yeah, and I pulled this thing up. Um, this is uh, from Science AAAS yesterday, and it says, for families eager for schools to throw open their doors, the, the tale of a nine-year-old British boy, here you'll love this, who caught COVID-19 in the French Alps in January offers a glimmer of hope. It says the young the youngster infected by a family friend suffered only mild symptoms. He enjoyed ski lessons and attended school before he was diagnosed. Astonishingly, he did not transmit the virus to any of the 72 contacts who were tested. His two siblings didn't become infected, didn't become infected, even though other germs spread readily among them in the weeks that followed. So this is encouraging. Yes, absolutely. This is encouraging that the kids, 
Yeah, right? All right, listen, hey, yeah. we're going to another commercial break. We'll be right back and we're with Catherine and we're going to talk more about um, the COVID and how it's affecting humanity. This is Nancy Yerrell. This is High Road to Humanity and we'll be right back. We'll be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle Sparking Wholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. I'm here today with Catherine Jigaday, and she is joining us from England, and we're talking about the COVID-19 and how it's affecting, you know, Everybody is affected, but what do you think? The kids are really affected because they, they don't have the social interaction that they're used to. What do you think, Catherine? But it's really interesting. So I'm sure, yeah, children who are isolated are going to feel it um, a lot. And my, my nephews and nieces, for instance, um, live in a community where there are lots of children their age, so they're all playing together. So they're still, and, they're, and loving the fact that they're not at school, some of them. Okay. Um, so, but for children who are isolated, I think it's going to have a really significant impact, particularly when it comes to them going back to school and reintegrating into the system and getting used to their, their friends and all of that. But one thing I do love about children, they have such resilience mm-hmm. and an ability to rebound. And I think that we can learn such a lot from them. What I would say to any adults who are with children who are isolated is do your best to keep upbeat. I think it's really important for their well-being because children, they're so um, empathetic and they tend to take on the issues of the adults. I think it's very, very important that we don't put them under under any additional stress or pressure. Yeah, because of course the parents are stressed out, I'm sure about money, because we all are, and because everything's different than what it used to be. I mean, it's affected every one of us in some way. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's hard. Maybe if you have that conversation, not in front of the kids, because yeah, they are kind of stressed out. I think maybe when, I think they'll be excited to go back to school when they finally are able to go back to school. And I think it will be good. I don't particularly agree with the online teaching so much. I don't think they learn um, very well. What do you think? What's your opinion on that, Kate? I agree with that. I think if you, um, particularly if you don't have parents who are necessarily computer literate or right. interested in what you're doing, it's yeah. going to be really difficult. I used to teach online, so I know how difficult oh, it is. Okay. It takes a lot of energy to engage a child online. They're everywhere. And if it's just a recorded message, like so many of the children were getting from the teacher, right. a recorded lesson, and if your parents are not there, you know, saying, are you looking, are you noticing, are you understanding, then it's, for me, it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. It's not going to do anything for them. So I think going back to school is absolutely the best thing for them. I agree. 
I agree. And you know, it's funny, my daughter has, um, she has the opportunity to send her kids. She's like on the borderline of one school that's not going to open and the other one that's going to, and she said, I'm going to send them. And she said, mostly because they need that interaction and they need to go. And it gives her peace of mind too. It's a, it's a win-win all around when the kids go to school, you know, so I'm glad. And I don't think, in my opinion only, I don't think they are as as susceptible to the COVID-19 as the older people. And I think that's been proven. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Children are incredible. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Hey, let's talk about um, some of the spiritual aspects. I I pulled up all this information that I thought was really interesting. Um, this is from the Psychiatric Times. Do you love that? And this says, this is a recent survey sponsored by the American Psychiatric Association. Anyway, it says the Department of Health and Human Services resource for faith-based leaders assisting their communities to manage their challenges COVID-19 presents to their faiths and lives. Now listen to this. Importantly for our topic, DHHS cites research that one in four people who seek help for mental health concerns turn to faith leaders before they seek help from clinical professionals. I thought that was pretty enlightening. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Are people getting closer to God? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I was in a seminar on just that subject, um, an online seminar. It was several hours and it was really exhausting, but it was so interesting and enlightening to see that um, people are looking for a more holistic response because there is a lot going on a lot of internal reflection so it's not just about the medical side of it it's the psychological and as you say the spiritual and people really learning about themselves under these conditions and they want to, to find a way to remedy themselves to feel better about themselves I think if you're somebody who's busy all the time and you don't have a lot of time to actually reflect on who you are as a person we've Mm -hmm. all been given the opportunity to do that under these circumstances and people Mm -hmm. may not like what they see and so they're going to look for a way to recalibrate and then to Mm -hmm. move forward Yeah. And I think, you know, when you connect your God, when you connect with God, or you can call it the divine, I call it God, you know, you are fulfilled within because we're all searching for fulfillment and we're all looking, you know, and people are buying things and we're watching movies and we're doing this and we're doing that. But honestly, the fulfillment comes from the spiritual part that comes from God that, that we, um, you know, get when we connect with the divine. Don't you agree? I think I might have lost Kate for a second here because she's in England and I'm here. And so I'm not sure if we'll get her back here or not, but that's, but that's what we, um, but we both work on the spiritual side of, um, of this and the COVID-19 to try to make things better for the world. Another thing that I saw was, um, on the stress management side of the Mayo Clinic was to connect to the world. And it says, the more you feel you have a purpose in the world, and I like this, the less solitary you may feel, even when you're alone. Um, Kate, are you back with me? I am. I do apologize. I'm not sure what happened. No, that's okay. I lost you there for a second. But I was reading a little more of the Mayo Clinic, and it says when people connect to the world, they feel they have a purpose, then they feel less alone. Um, Can you talk about that? What do you think? Yeah, we are um, a global community. And at the core of all of us is this thing we identify as soul. It's consciousness. It's it's awareness. It's the life force that permeates everything that exists. And really, it's the thing that unifies us as human beings, that gives us the capacity to love one another, to to have emotional relationships with one another, gives us the capacity to care for animals and to care for nature, to care about the environment. And so when you are connected to all of that, you recognize how essential you are to the whole thing. And it really does give you a sense of purpose. And you cannot feel alone under that circumstance. I agree. And I think if you're alone and you meditate and you 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 know just tune into um a good vibration even if you take like 10 minutes in the morning and just meditate and connect i mean it changes your whole day i've been getting up in the morning maureen saint germain said on my show when you get up in the morning say this is going to be a day of heaven on earth and so i started doing that and i think it has a lot to do with your attitude like you were saying if you have a positive attitude it makes a huge difference Absolutely. I mean, I start my day with a daily devotion and I don't miss a day. It's absolutely essential. And on the days where I have to do that at the end of the day rather than the beginning because of whatever, one reason or another, I do feel 
feel it but you see for me I'm it's always about being grateful about having a sense of purpose about being determined to be productive and that is the, the spirit if you like the energy that infuses my day right so if people are by themselves and they don't have a whole lot going on I mean they could do things to help others I mean you know there isn't just the computer I mean there are things that that people can do um you know I wonder, you said you had a, um, a seminar that you went to. Did they talk about any of those type of things on what people can do to keep themselves occupied and happy and, you know, whether at home? Um, yeah, you can start um, a some kind of a group online. Like you say, it's not just about the computer, but that's the easiest way that people are able to connect. Probably. And say that we're all going to meditate at a particular time. If you're unable to get out and do things, but if you are on alone you can actually go out and start picking up trash on the side of the road and you find I that know. other people will join you. Our garden- lots of <laughs> I'm a gardener I really like gardening you know I'll tell you what I go out and water because it's hot where I am and you said it was hot where you are too but it's hot and so I go out in the morning and I do ride my bike which is my therapeutic you know some people walk some people jog I ride my bike and then also I water and it's very therapeutic. I, it's really weird because you think, you know, it's almost like doing the dishes. You know how you do the dishes and you really think. <laughs> it's the same thing when you go out and water your lawn or, or pull the weeds or whatever. And those are really therapeutic things that people can do. And getting outside really changes your, um, I don't know, it changes your outlook on life. Yeah, absolutely. When I was in Nigeria, it just reminds me, I did a short thing for TV out there, which was just helping people through COVID. And I did an acronym, CALM. And one of the things I said is it's absolutely essential to breathe in fresh air, stand outside. There are exercises that you can do that are really discreet, Tai Chi, poses, standing, uh, uh, stances that you can take, yoga, that you don't need to be flinging your arms about. Just stand there breathing and making sure you get... um, you're getting a good dose of clean, um, not recycled air into your right. lungs. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And, you know, even just getting out in the car and driving to the, even if I order groceries and I go pick them up, it's just getting out in the car and driving. Or, you know, a lot of times my husband and I will take off for the weekend and go from one house to another um, because we do have a, a little lake place. But um, just driving, just getting out, even though you're not talking to anybody or whatever, you're just out in the country. And even a Sunday drive, I think, would help people, don't you? Absolutely. And just to mention, for for some people who are perhaps not in that kind of environment, you can pick a spot that you say, okay, I'm going to walk to that spot and walk back. It could be, you know, a few blocks or whatever it might be. And just notice nature. So just change your perspective about what you're noticing. If you're in a built-up area, don't pay attention to that. But how many different species of birds, or do you hear the birds, or whatever it might be? What sort of scents do you smell? No, that's true. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Well, yeah, because I'm there and yeah. Yeah. And look at the flowers and the trees and everything. I know it makes us stop. You know, I can remember years ago um, when I was crazy, crazy busy in real estate. And people would say, you need to stop and smell the roses. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely the truth because we all get caught up in our busy lives. And we do have the time now to kind of stop and smell the roses a little bit and, and see what's important. You know, we're only here for a short period of time and, and gosh, maybe we should look and see what can we do for somebody else that may make a difference in their life, you know? Yeah, I mean, we've been given this time of reflection, and I think it's really important that we make the most of it. And as you've already alluded to, Nancy, there's so many different ways in which we can do that. Yeah. Hey, listen, we got to go to commercial break. Um, You guys will be back here in just a second with Kate Jagaday, and she's joining us from England today. This is Nancy Yarrow. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with the High Road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website at nancyyearout.com to sign up for her online classes or to book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? 
This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me. And I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. Join the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. I'm here today with Kate Jagaday. We're talking about the COVID and what we can do to de-stress and to feel better and, and to not let it affect us so much. Kate, you know, you're a big, um, avid, uh, or big, um, a fan, I guess I should say, of Neville Goddard. And I ask you, I, when we were talking about the show, I, I put on there a question for you, you know, what would Neville think about this situation? And I want to know what you think, because, you know, you've studied his work and that. Give us a little input on what Neville would think about what's going on in the world. One of the things I love about Neville is that he is so consistent. He never changes his message. So he lived through a great many things. And one of the things he was was able to observe was the impact of the Great Depression in the United States. So his take, he's a very, very courageous figure, and he has an exclusively spiritual outlook. So his thing is that at any given time, things are exactly as they need to be. And what we need to do is to adjust to the situation and see what it has to teach us. We are never given more than we can bear. And I think a lot of people um, are completely unaware of the capabilities that they have, the resilience that they have to weather these kinds of traumas and storms. And what it is, is not to be overcome of the situation, but to recognize that this is what I do well, and to focus on those things and use that as an opportunity to make themselves better and stronger in those ways. So if you are someone who is generous, this is an opportunity to demonstrate even greater generosity of spirit. If you are somebody who is timid and shy this is an opportunity to learn to be more social whatever it might be those things are fairly innocuous but Neville is would be very much um of the position that everything that's happening is meant to be happening but what we have to do as individuals is figure out what this is teaching us and what our contribution is going to be to make the situation better Right. Well, and I can, as you're talking, I can see that so many people are maybe in a certain job that they may have to reinvent themselves and do something completely different than what they did before. You know, everything is changing. And in that, in this situation, you know, you may be working at a restaurant, but you can't do that now. And you have to go find something else to do, which may be something you like doing even better. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that exactly is, is my story. When I was in Nigeria, um, I got an incredible offer. My husband and I were really excited about us going to the north of the country and me taking up this offer. And then that all went away. At that time, I didn't have a business. I wasn't treating myself in the way that I'm treating myself now. Okay. And so I was inspired to do YouTube and I was inspired to set up my website in the midst of that situation, I had to pivot and step outside my comfort zone, reinvent myself. And I am so fulfilled in the work that I'm doing now. Cool. And it's so rewarding. So it did. That's exactly what happened to you. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Yeah. And people will say to me, aren't you bored? And I work out of the house. So I'm not bored. I'm still doing the same stuff I was doing before. And I don't know. I do feel though, um, an even stronger need to get uh, this spiritual message out to the world um, with everything happening though, Kate. I really do. I just really feel like people need to, people are lost and they need to yeah. connect with, um, you can call it spirit, you can call it God, the divine. They need to connect. And, you know, organized religion just isn't cutting it anymore. And I think people, you know, just really start to need to start to connect and pray and meditate. And it will make a huge difference for all of us. Absolutely. I mean, what's happening right now in terms of spirituality versus religion is that this is about the individual figuring things out for themselves. Right. And in doing that, you're going to end up with something that's meaningful to you rather than a prescribed set of rules or a doctrine that you have to follow and feel judged by. This is about you feeling really good about yourself. And when you do that, you show up in the world as a as something better, something that the world needs. Right. I like the no judgment thing because yeah, I, we got to get rid of the whole judgment thing and just love people for who they are. It may sound like sixties ish, but (laughs) yeah, you know, you're like, Oh, the love thing, but it's true. Um, it's really come down to that. You know, I've had so many different people on my show and they always say there's love and there's fear. You know, there's only the two. So you either Mm -hmm. go with love or you go with fear. And yeah, it is making people start to realize what's important and why are we here? And people are starting to think, you know, what's my purpose? And and the other thing I think is really cool that maybe people are starting to wake up and realize that what we do here does make a difference. Yes, and, and like you say, what's my purpose? The beautiful thing is that we all have one. I know. And so once you discover it, <laughs> but this is the thing, like as people really don't realize that because they're judging themselves based on what someone else is doing. Or on the outside world, like the material world. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And now with all of those things stripped away, it's an opportunity for you to recognize that this is what you do best and this is what you are supposed to do. And you'll get that feedback. You will feel rewarded. You'll feel fulfilled. And it will feed you literally and figuratively. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. And you can tell if somebody's happy or if they're not. You know, and this is, yeah, this is a really cool time. I, I, I know it's terrible for a lot of people who have passed away. And let me just say that. And I know I really feel bad for the elderly because it's affected them so greatly. And people who, you know, who did have health issues, it just like pushed them over the edge. It's been a horrible, horrible situation, but it's also given us the, um, the thought of, you know, how precious life is. We always take life for granted. I I know you hear this a lot, but it's Mm. true. We've been given this gift to be in these bodies, to experience life. And we just take it for granted. And we look, you know, on the outside and it's so nice to see people starting to go within. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I work with some people who are much older in their sixties and their Mm seventies. And one of the things that they're saying is, well, you know, they come to the end of their, they're coming to the end of their life. They don't know where to turn. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying, you know, if you start focusing from this moment on the fact that you're alive and really shift this position of gratitude, you're going to enjoy your life as though you've always lived productively, as though you've always been satisfied with what your contribution has been. And you will be a gift to the world for the rest of your life. And it's Mm -hmm. wonderful getting that feedback. Wow. My relationship with my family is changing and this and that. So, it's been incredible. Yeah. And you know, I will say that when you, when you are joyful, then you don't have to worry as much because that energy, that joyful energy comes to you and you're in a joyful space. It, it, the more it's like anything else, the more joy you produce, the more joy you have. It's that's how the universe works. Hey, um, we don't have a ton of time left here, but Kate, you know, talk a little bit more about the work that you're doing and how people can find you. And, and cause I find it really interesting. 
okay so um as people know that i'm very much in in tune with the work of neville goddard i love that and so what i have done over the years the decades that i've been using his work is developing a system of meditations of techniques and when we talk about manifesting that's a, a term that's popularly used but it's out it's about actually self-transformation how when you change as a person your situation automatically changes rather than trying to acquire things and um, to bring things into your into your world into your life it's about you being a particular person and altering your experience sorry no. it froze <laughs> yeah we froze there for a second we guys were on youtube and she's in england so we froze for a minute but now i want to ask you something when you're talking about this so if you're in a situation and you grow and the other person doesn't grow usually that other person falls away and you move on isn't that right? Yes, but one of the things that's really important is alongside that is actually developing the courage to allow people to go their way and not to be in judgment of yourself about why it happened. Things happen in the way that they're supposed to. And when you're in a connection, when you're connected to consciousness and awareness in that way, in a more expanded way, you begin to see that all the things that happen to us as long as it's done in love is the right thing for us and the right thing for the other person as well. Even though it may be difficult, you, as you expand your consciousness and as you become more aware, you see the reasoning behind these things is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I know people personally who would have thought they could never live without someone and they've lost that person to COVID. So they are still alive. What are you going to do now? How do you move forward? Not saying that somebody needs to die to be out of your life, but this idea that we can't live without people is not accurate. Right, right. No, that's true. That's true. And that's really good advice because that is happening. And there are a lot of people left um, and wondering why these things happen and it's happening and it's and they have to just look at it and grow and take the positive from it. We got to go with the positive. I think she's frozen again. You guys We're having a hard time here because Kate's calling Kate's visiting me from England today, which I'm really appreciative that she's come to see me on the high road. Um, we're getting ready to get close to the end of the show. Kate, I, I keep losing you a little bit here and there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, I'm so glad you came. And you said it's hot there today in England. Yeah, absolutely. We're having a heat wave. Okay. We'll we'll get a storm in a couple of days and we'll get back to normal. Now, are you guys watching our election over here? Are you paying attention to what's going on with Trump? Personally, I haven't. um, Oh, that's good. I find it so entertaining and I, I hope that's not offensive to anybody. I know it is real life situations, but it's such a spectacle. It's it's incredible. It's so different from what we have here, very kind of boring and plodding along. So I definitely will engage um as the the, the contest heats up. <laughs> that's great. Well listen, we're to the end of our show, but Kate, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you again. So the easiest way is via my website, katejegede.com, K-A-T-E-J-E-G-E-D-E.com. And there's a contact me form on the contact Kate page. Perfect. Perfect. Kate, thanks for coming on the show. You're just, oh, I love it. God, you're joyful so and you're upbeat and it's just great to have you here. Hey, you guys, this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity and we will see you next week. Take- hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on the high road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. Yeah.